Welcome to show 85 of the Cloth Diaper Podcast. Today is a conversation about the cloth option, and I am joined with advocate and leader Katie Hare. Welcome back. Happy Cyber Monday. That I think is the day that this show is coming out. My name is Bailey. I am the host of the Cloth Diaper Podcast. And for the last three to four years, we've been sharing stories from brands, retailers, and parents around the world. Earlier this year, we started talking to a few diaper banks and reaching out and making sure we share those stories. So we talked with Megan from Milwaukee Diaper Mission. We talked with Kaylee from Salem Cloth Project. We talked talked with Katie at Jake's Diapers, and today I am joined with Katie Hare from The Cloth Option. The Cloth Option is, well, I don't know. Maybe I don't need to tell you, because I think Katie's going to tell you about what The Cloth Option is. Um, I am really excited to share these stories about diaper banks. I recently kind of had a TikTok video go, I don't think it went viral, but it went into a different place than what I was expecting. And some of the rhetoric or the conversations around accessibility of cloth diapers really reinforces that people don't know that there are options available, that there are cloth diaper banks, and that there are people out there collecting and distributing cloth diapers for free. The cloth option is a national bank, but we've talked with a lot of regional banks as well. And there are so many different different resources and different people out there providing and supporting families with getting access to diapers. Anyways, I think I'm going to leave this introduction short. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and do all that jazz because you definitely want to hear all of the shows coming forward both today and in the future. Uh, So I will see you on the conversation with Katie. Katie, why don't you start with an introduction about who you are? yeah, who are you? You're a, you're an Instagrammer. You do things on the internet. Most people know your name, at least your handle. I feel. I feel like I get tagged. You get tagged For a lot. Things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With an underscore well, at the end. Right. Thanks for that. Bailey, I'm, I'm really excited to be on your podcast. I, I do want to just start by thanking you um, for giving me the opportunity. It's, it's really such an honor and a privilege. So I'm super excited for this. So for those who don't know me, my name is Katie Hare. I'm a mom of two boys, four, uh, Grayson's four and Owen is two. Uh, My husband of almost six years is Zach. He's a firefighter and I am a marriage and family therapist and licensed um, alcohol and drug counselor as well. I work in private practice part-time and mostly I'm just home with my babies. So Oh, enjoying look this, at your this background, time. Katie. Wow, amazing. Uh, I never I never know where people come from and yeah. their skill sets and their strengths. And that explains so much about what I know of you as a person, having chatted with you online about where you come with, like you come at. Uh, if you don't know Katie on the internet, she usually has a lot of passion and gentleness when I think about you, when I think about the kindness that Aww. you offer people. And and that, um, that background to me 
explains that piece of the puzzle there um, oh, thank of you. why that comes so naturally <laughs> to you at your field right with your experience so you yeah. I didn't realize your kids were so big you kind of you know you get stuck right. in this you meet somebody on the internet um or you meet somebody in real life even right and then you're like oh All yeah sudden, she's got, she's got a, a new baby and a two-year-old and suddenly one day <laughs> you have a four-year-old and a two-year-old so why yeah. did you four years ago did you start cloth diapering four years ago or where did your cloth diaper journey yeah. okay so you know I, I chose to do cloth diapering because I felt like it aligned with my personal philosophy of of natural parenting. As soon as I got pregnant with Grayson, I decided to have a home birth. Um, and so decisions just became, um, just kind of rolled out from there, like how I was going to exclusively breastfeed and just, you know, so when it came to diapering, I thought, well, of course, cloth diapering makes sense. But I also really liked the, the, uh, you know, saving the environment, right. Saving the earth, making less of an impact. Um, I really like those benefits too. And of course the idea of saving money, um, even though for us, that wasn't necessarily a reason why we decided to cloth diaper. I liked the idea that, you know, potentially we could save money. Um, have have we one less monthly bill? (laughs) Not not so much, but you know, um, I do like the fact that it's brought me, um, into the online cloth diapering community where I've connected with so many people. I shared recently um, with someone that, with a friend actually, that through the pandemic, the interaction in the cloth diapering community in 2020 really saved me and it saved my mental health. Um, It made me feel less alone. And I really feel like that was one of the more unexpected benefits of cloth diapering. I, I did not have that with Grayson. So with Grayson, I, I, I felt overwhelmed. I think I was in one big group, um, you know, where they were giving out all the, all the guidance on how <laughs> to care for your cloth. Sometimes in big groups and it's less, less like there's no opportunity for relationship. Yeah. And, and there wasn't then there was not then it was very sort of black and white do this or you're doing it wrong. And so I became super overwhelmed and anxious that I was doing it wrong. And so I just didn't go into it full um, full throttle until Owen. So I've been doing it a hundred percent cloth diapering without the anxiety for two, almost two and a half years now. Yeah. And he's almost out and he's almost, we're, we're learning to do potties. So almost done. I can't believe it. It comes and it goes, but, and then, so through that time, you've also, when did you pick up with the cloth option? Like you've been quite a few years now, like since the beginning, no, I've, I've not been with, with the cloth option for since the beginning. So they are a nonprofit organization mm-hmm. that began um, in October of 2018. Um, and three years ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I and I just caught wind of their organization last year. So oh. by last June, I believe it was, I became an advocate. So I'm, I'm, I've been volunteering with them now for over a year. Okay. I thought it had been a much longer time. Um, why, why the cloth option? Why did you consider, well, I will, and first, why did you think about getting involved with the supporting diaper needs 
within your local region? Like what, what got you thinking maybe the cloth option? Were you thinking about starting your own nonprofit? Were you thinking about diaper need? Where, where does that, I guess that's a messy question, but. Yeah. So uh, I've, I've, pers- I've participated in the flats and hand washing challenge a couple mm-hmm. of years now. Um, I have um, been aware of um, September is the cloth is diaper need awareness month. Well, oh, it, yes. week, I mean, it hosts the week of diaper need awareness. And so that I think was really what sparked it for me. I come from a very privileged place where diaper need has never been a struggle of ours. Um, but in relationships I've built online in the community, I have met many women, mothers who have experienced diaper need. And I thought that it would be um, really lovely to be able to participate in an effort to reduce this need in our country and in, in, in my local community. So when I discovered the cloth option, I thought, oh, this is great. I mean, I, I loved what they stand for. Um, and I just felt like it would be a really good fit. The cloth option is different than other diaper banks in the United States. So we've chatted with uh, the Salem Cloth Project, Milwaukee Cloth Diaper Bank, and uh, Katie, which are all three different models. And so today I'm excited because, Katie, you're going to talk about the cloth option, which is a different model, again, about diaper banks. And so Katie had mentioned that she was an advocate. What does that role of an advocate and maybe how does the cloth option work in a way that's um, different than some of the, the diaper banks that maybe I just referenced a few? Yeah. I'm going to well, assume that you know what I, I talked about. <laughs> I will admit, I, I'm while I'm familiar with those um, organizations or banks, I don't know what their models are. So I'm well, not sure I can really. Oh, so their models is that they're just like, they're super, they're homegrown, they only serve a local area. But the cloth option oh, okay. is a national bank with local yes. advocates in each area, right? So it's more yes. uh, satellites, lots of different advocates. Exactly. Who work in okay. different places. So how does your role as an advocate work within this gotcha. larger community? How does that work for yes. you? Maybe okay, explain so- about your role. So there's two different types of advocacy within the cloth option. You can volunteer to be an outreach advocate, which focuses um, energies on reaching out to the local community and informing them about the cloth option, educating them about cloth diapering and providing support, um, asking you know local businesses around for donations or support in other ways by maybe presenting um brochures to be available for customers that come in, things like that. Then there's the distribution advocate, um, which, you know, while they might do some outreach as well, the focus there is to collect donations, local donations, um, and process the diapers. So when I say process diapers, I mean stripping them, sanitizing them, weeding through the donations and figuring out, you know, what can be used again and getting it ready to be sent to another family. So we package them up and we ship them out when they're ready. We curate all the boxes, um, 15 to 20 changes per loan. Um, and and that's kind of what I've fallen into. I, at first, I, I, I applied to do outreach only. Um, but because I'm the only advocate in Las Vegas, I kind of fell into the advocacy. I mean, I'm sorry, the, um, the distribution work, which... I'm fine with, I felt like, gosh, you know, if no one's going to collect these 
these donations, where are they going to go? I can't just let them go in the trash. Families need these diapers. So I've been doing that and, and I'm glad that it turned out that way for me. So in general, if somebody wanted to be an advocate with the cloth option, they've got kind of two options is what I'm hearing. They can be a distribution where they're really working hands-on providing and supporting, or they can kind of be in a more information-based role where they're supporting people if they've got questions or concerns. Right. And just educating them about the cloth option being a resource for them. Okay. And I, that's like, I was thinking about, we have a cloth for a cause in Canada and we were, I just had a meeting and yeah, when we put our heads together, there's so many different parts when it comes to advocating about access to diapers. And some of us were doing definitely that more outreach, like Zoe definitely does a lot of connections with local uh nonprofits and people who might know people who will need diapers and then the other woman she does a lot of that outreach so almost like a similar I can see why those two channels broke up naturally so are do you have a do you have other volunteers in your area do you work just solo uh is that common if you are working just solo or do people tend to kind of maybe grab a chapter does it a chapter what happens how does that look like so at the moment we don't have chapters um i believe most of us work solo in our areas most of the advocates in tco are more toward the east coast area. And then as you go West, it becomes a little bit more sporadic and spread out. So if you're listening and you happen to be in Hawaii or California, we do really need advocates in these areas, um, particularly. So, um, please apply. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, um, and who was I, I was chatting with, I was chatting with an up and coming brand out of California. And that's what she was like. I just like, I want to do it. I want to keep it Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, the rain literally just fell out of the sky from nowhere. Um, she was like, I've been looking for a diaper bank, but there's nothing really locally. Like, But even a local advocate, we, we looked it up on the website and there wasn't much even for local advocates. So what this idea of running a whole chapter like Megan and Kaylee recommended, like opening up a diaper bank, like that's way too big. The cloth option sounds yeah. like a better choice for me to do local advocating. Mm-hmm. Do you need to have Absolutely. any skill sets or skills or knowledge or do you, how does the cloth option support you in development? Oh, absolutely. Criteria in there. There's, um, it's you know, you you apply, you have an interview, um, so it's you know, it's all pretty formal and it's very um, well formal but informal. I mean, they want to know who you are, they want to know where you come from, and I think the most important thing is where your heart is. You don't have to be super experienced or actively cloth diapering a child. Um, there is definitely ongoing support with that. After her, after you're accepted, you have an onboarding process to learn the ins and outs of um, advocacy, whether you're outreach or distribution, how to access resources. Um, and then we have a Facebook group page where all the advocates can come together and share experiences, ask questions. Um, the board will will come on and share um, impact reports and things like this. So there's always um, room and time for learning and growth. I don't think that there's necessarily like, you know, prerequisites. You just, I think that if you, your philosophy and your um, heart align with the core values of 
of the cloth option, then that's the best place to start. So the, the cloth option core values are integrity, community, social justice and equity, and sustainability. If those four things are something that you align with that are important to you that you value, then I think that it's a good start at being a good fit. Awesome. Well, that was my next question. Like, what were those values? And you went straight into that. Um, do you do you ever feel like um, being a single advocate is too much work or not enough work? I definitely don't think it's not enough work. <laughs> um, right. So here's the thing too I, that I wanted to mention before is that if you are wanting to donate your diapers or if you are a um, wanting or needing diapers and you're wanting to be a recipient and there's no advocate in your area, you can still reach out to the cloth option. They will find the nearest, nearest advocate to you. So right now I'm shipping a lot of packages to California, you know, and Arizona. Um, and so if anyone has access to the cloth option, no matter where you are. I wanted to make that clear. As far as donations, the same thing applies. So if you're in Arizona, there's not a local advocate there. They will help you with a discounted shipping label to send it to me, who's your closest um, advocate. Yeah, now, they've got, as, I'm on the cloth option website and you guys, there's this really awesome little map and you can see if there isn't or isn't or who's your closest and what it is. Is it a distribution? Is it like somewhere you can just donate, drop off diapers or is it somewhere that you can reach out to for like what, what your roles are? Right. So, yeah, so there's, there's a, a whole um, process and, and many, many options like Currently, I don't have set up a drop-off in my area, for example, but when I get contacted to receive a donation, I will either pick up from them or will arrange to meet somewhere. Um, so we, whatever it takes, it gets figured out. Um, but different advocates have drop-off locations established. Well, I just, I was, um, the one that I had clicked on was, oh, that you can drop it off at like, call. there's like different retailers across the United States who take in cloth option donations. Um, yeah, so there's, um, I had clicked on uh, Bundle Bundle Baby in Colorado Springs, like you can drop right. off at their facilities and stuff. Um, right, so those advocates establish those drop-off locations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, Bailey. I didn't. I didn't even answer your question. <laughs> as far as time goes, like it's definitely a lot of work. Yeah. So I do want. You know, I. I. Anyone who's interested in becoming a volunteer has to know, especially if you're going for the distribution um, aspect of it, is that you have to be willing to put in that time. It does take time and dedication. It also takes up room in your house. So these are things to consider. You know, do you have the room? Do you have the time? Are you going to be okay in making that time? Um, because if you're anything like me, sometimes you become overwhelmed with all the things you have to do in such little time. So you want to take care of your mental health. But, you know, if it's better for you to not spend so much time on distribution, then maybe go for the advocacy. There's different ways to support the cloth option than just volunteering too. 
Mm -hmm. That was going to be my next question is like, do you have, are there any recommendations? Is the cloth option needing other types of volunteers? How can we support the cloth option in general? Like from your perspective, I know like you're just an advocate, uh, not necessarily speaking for the whole. Right. I don't want to speak for the, for the cloth option as an organization, but these are just my ideas and how people who may not have the time and resources to dedicate to being a distribution advocate, how they can still support the organization. And one of those is simply to connect with the nearest advocate to you and maybe ask them what they need. Do they need packaging tape, right? Like things, do they need printing paper? Do they need printing ink? Are you willing to help them um, with these kinds of materials to help them um, create their packages? Um, You could... um, Um, obviously you could donate, you could donate your diapers. If you don't have diapers to donate, you can donate obviously monetarily, um, but you can also donate those supplies, right? The tape and, and the, the paper, the, the, the ink, there's all kinds of things that you can do. If you happen to have an, an advocate in your area, you can connect and ask them if they need help with sanitizing and stripping diapers. You can ask them if they need help, um, picking up donations, um, and, and things like that, I think are huge opportunities for oh, support. Yeah, as definitely. Well. When I, I had mentioned the cloth for a cause and one of our last chapter conversations was that something, yeah, it's not just diapers that a lot of times that a nonprofit needs. It was uh, cloth for a cause. We repair diapers. So they're like, we need thread, oh we gosh. need needles. We need like, yes. we need all these other things. And then yes. you brought up shipping, you're shipping diapers. So yeah, you're going to printer paper, packing tape, small boxes, things like uh, You mentioned repairs. That's a wonderful, wonderful way to help out your local advocate. I am seriously staring at a big trash bag full of diapers that need repair. So if you're in the Vegas area and you're listening to this, I am begging you to please come help me. Stitch and which little chat conversation with yeah diaper repairs and like if for anybody listening to if you're thinking about donating your diapers if you can take the 10 minutes to kind of give a quick repair I mean if you can't but if you can it can really help out um relieve some of that pressure off what is essentially like a core group of 50 people across North America that are supporting diaper need and doing a lot of repairs. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, repairs are, I don't have the patience for it. Um, yes, I don't. Yeah, I find that I don't either. And I, I just would rather dedicate my time to something else, but eventually I'm going to have to start chipping away at this. In fact, I really did uh, reach out to some people in my community. I don't know if you're familiar, if you have in Canada, the, the next door app, Oh, yes, yes. It's, okay. I got a bear so, warning today. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. I I reached out to, and I was like, are there any sewists in my area who would be willing to volunteer their skill and their time to help me? And this was in December. So I'm, I'm going to have to do it again. It ended up not panning out, but I did have some interest, um, but but ultimately no one and no one ended up helping me. Even <laughs> so. well, you never know. Maybe you just, you didn't you find the right know. person. I think uh, Megan at Milwaukee Diaper has like a, 
like a sewing group that she's connected with or something like sometimes you can find the right group that can help out I'm on it I'm on it Bailey the, just down the street they're they're opened the most random store in my area and it's all about sewing they do classes they sell products and I I cannot wait to storm in there like oh you know what like sometimes you think about the obvious things like oh I want to advertise and promote at a cloth diaper store but sometimes it's the less obvious places that are like exactly. also yeah, really true. great connections yeah but very true. I was talking from Karen from Reagan gig on the phone a couple weeks ago and she was like I met a grandma at a campsite and suddenly I had a big order the next day for her grandchild. Like you just get, sometimes sometimes you find people in places you weren't thinking of. Um, And there's definitely lots of great ways that we can help. I think the other one probably like for all diaper banks is we always need to remind people that we exist and that we are serving that we, but you guys are serving a function that is available. Exactly, yes. Because as much as it sounds like you're getting a a lot of interest, but also that that can die out and promotion and marketing is an exhausting, never ending story. Right, right. right. And there's also... um... There's also t-shirts. That's why I like wearing oh, my, cloth, yes. my the cloth option t-shirt around, you know, for the off chance that maybe someone cares or notices or has an interest and wants to ask me a question. So I've been I, carrying around my water bottle with cloth diaper stickers as well, like yeah. just begging. Somebody notice. And I think um, Amanda Jessup, who wrote the book, she's designed, she often puts together a couple of the designs that go to the contest or how, how do you guys, you oh, guys cool. do it? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, for anyone listening, you can get these t-shirts through the clothoption.org website under get, get involved, um, click on get involved. And then you can click on TCO swag and there's, um, options to purchase different, um, graphics and, and this supports us too. So every shirt sold helps diapers provide diapers for families. And the cloth option is, one of the the only ones shipping and providing diapers in a rural for rural like people who are not outside of big cities you guys work with jake's diapers they um to get diaper supplies when jake's has them um and that was my oh and the cloth option has a lot of partners with cloth diaper brands many of our favorite brands have worked with you i know that you work with baby boo because she's there in vegas a lot Um, but lots of them partner with the cloth option to provide diapers and stuff so lots of great partners when it comes to brands and retailers as well it's it makes my heart so happy to be able to include in a box a brand new baby boo flex cover with a matching wet bag you know or like i got a brand new um, huge pre-fold and diaper um, package from Oso oh Cozy. Just so amazing to be able to offer new pe- new items to to families. You know, it's, it's such a joy to be able to include those in a in a package. And that yeah, that's another thing. You know, local to me, Bibi Boo diapers. Tia is just an amazing person and not only has social media brought us together but so has the cloth option because I've gone to pick up donations from her um, I, and I just love her heart and I love um, being able to know her and have her you know in my 
in my area and, and now consider her a friend. It's been really, really nice getting to know her. Yeah, she's such an incredible member of this community and so busy. You Have you had any like amazing moments over the last year that have just been like, yes, this is, this is what I'm supposed to be doing? Oh, um, I, I feel like I have those moments every time I drop off a package. I'm like, every time I drop off a package to be shipped out to a family, I get that feeling. Um, and I, I, I'm excited. I'm happy to be able to support or be a part of that, of offering that kind of support. Um, it feels really nice to work as a collective with, um, with the cloth option and the other advocates. Um, we have an amazing board. They, they really work hard and I respect each and every one of them for, what they've put together. So it feels, it feels nice to be a part of that. Um, so in, in ways I, I, um, yeah, I, I, my, that feeling of, yes, this is what I'm supposed to be doing comes every time I complete a package, every time I ship it out, you know, um, it's really exciting to me. There are some parts of the whole process that I don't enjoy as much like stripping. <laughs> I don't really enjoy that or sanitizing, but when it comes time to putting the box together, I'm like, yes, this is fun. It's totally worth it. <laughs> oh, cause I, one little ponder that I had was like, do you ever feel lonely? But you definitely answered that question. Like being part, no. even though you're the yeah, only advocate in your region, you don't feel lost or on a ship. Like you're, you're still part of a community. I think that's probably a really important aspect. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's weekly Zoom meetings for anyone who needs support. Um, there, The door is always open at, at TCO. And like I said, with the Facebook group page, you know, we can chime in there at any time. Um to ask questions or just, you know, kind of see what's up with other advocates in their areas. <clears throat> so no, I've never felt alone. <laughs> well, sometimes, sometimes you like you get on with a nonprofit and maybe you're the only one and it can, it can feel like a little bit of a satellite or I live in rural Northern base. It's not that rural, but I, I live in random part of the country where there's not a lot of other people. And we have a local chapter for my local nonprofit but we always feel super disconnected from all the chapters in the big cities because they get to do all the fun things. And it's like, oh man, I oh. wish we lived somewhere else. Or, oh man, like we oh. miss out on everything. But it sounds like you guys are this big, strong network. You're all kind of scattered across the country. So it, it works that we're yeah. all coming together online. And I think a lot of the pandemic has taught us is that there's so much greatness that we can also do online. Like we don't have to make oh absolutely can, like we can do uh, so much of this work online and just make huge mm -hmm. differences and collaborations yeah the connections that have been made and, and if i may just share the impact you know just this past month august we tco has served 135 families and in total 160 children that's just in august of this past year so that's an approximate number of 2400 cloth changes and almost 500,000 disposable diapers replaced and 135 yeah. lives that have changed cuz a lot of time like these families are they don't there's no money for diapers right right and going back to to diaper need you know, 64.4% of those who 
received um, a package from us last month reported being on or receiving public assistance. So we know that we we are reaching those families who do actually have that need and we are actually helping to reduce that need. Mm -hmm. And making it just like a little bit easier every month. Oh yeah, absolutely. Program life totals. So the t- since January 1st of 2019, when, when the diaper packages started to be distributed, there have been almost 4,000 children served. That's almost 60,000 changes distributed and almost 12 million disposables replaced. So the environmental impact too is really important to know. The environmental impact and the just like the economic impact for families, especially going through a pandemic where so many of us have had our entire lives changed. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. What was I thought um, a cloth diaper brand, this organization, this question. So I don't mean to be picking on you, but I'm curious. Do you find that a lot of your families are really eager and they continue to cloth diaper? Um Long-term, is it something that is sustainable for families? Is is cloth diapering yeah, sustainable so for, for your, them? Yeah, for like do you, do you ever find, do you get a lot of people who like it is life-changing and it works for them for the next year? Or do you find that it's more of a <laughs> curiosity? I don't know, like do you find it, is it impactful, I guess? But well, I don't want to pick on you, so I was... I, well, also, I, I also don't want to assume, right, but... But being that most of the families I've sent packages out to are receiving public assistance, my inclination is to believe that it is absolutely impacting them for the better. Um, whether or not they find it sustainable is kind of unknown to me. I, I can't tell. I can't say that I get the packages back very quickly. So I'm hoping that they're being used. Um, <laughs> well, they're I, not, I guess that's like if you're getting immediate returns, maybe we would be right, a little like, concerned. Nah, no thanks. <laughs> but no. No, that's not happening. I, you know, and I have had a couple, a few. So when a recipient receives a newborn package, when the baby's outgrown those diapers, we send them a a one size package when they're ready. Um, They send back the newborn package and then we ship them out a one size package. And I've done a handful of those. So that kind of tells me that cloth diapering has been sustainable, but I kind of had to chuckle because it reminds me of my job as a therapist is that, you know, it can be a thankless job, which is fine, right? It, that's we're not here to be thanked, right? But but I oftentimes don't know the impact I've made as a therapist on people who leave my office, you know, um, because it's that it's just not common feedback to get. So even though we send out um, monthly emails, um, I do a one week check in after they've received the package. I don't often get a response. You know, and, and and that's cool. That's totally fine. My my goal is just to let them know I'm there in case they do have a hiccup or have a question that they know that they can contact me. Um, but you know, for the most part, um, there's curiosity, there's need. I think that mix of factors leads them down to um, to making cloth happen for themselves, and and we're just really happy to be a part of that. Recently. I find that people just like come around like three years later. They'll just like pop into your inbox and be like, I have a five-year-old mm. now. 
but remember when you talked to me about diapers five years ago? And I'll be like, no, no, I don't. Oh my God. But you'll pretend. And I'll be like, oh yeah. Uh, but it's been like a weird trend. People will like, wow. it comes around like years later, I find, um, and be like, okay, cool. This is yeah. wow. how we're doing so it. So if somebody was, I think we, so you were just talking about uh, needs. So if somebody was listening and they needed diapers, where can they apply? How can they apply? Is that all done in one place? Do you find your advocate? What's that process? So you're going to go to theclothoption.org and you will find a link um, under the drop down menu that says apply for assistance. So you'll click on that link and you'll get all the information there on how it works and how many diapers you're, you can expect to receive, what kind of cloth diapers. Um, and then there are a list of required um, documents that, that they need from you to have a, a completed application. And you can apply right there online, or you have the option of downloading the paper application form and mailing it in if that's what works best for you. Um, and then you're contacted by, by one of the um, members of the cloth option to get that process going. Awesome. Yes, that is, it's pretty simple process. And it sounds scary documents, but it's not really. They're just um, trying to prove that you have a baby. <laughs> right. And, uh, and you live somewhere. Uh, it looks like a pretty easy process. So mm-hmm. theclothoption.org and mm-hmm. you'll be connected with the right person for you to move on to the next steps if it's going to be a good fit. And right, if you're thinking exactly. about becoming, working with the cloth option, there's also, you, there's a place to apply for an advocate here, right? Right, or right. In drop-down menu. Some, yeah, or you had mentioned, see if you've got someone local to connect with if they need help. If there's already yeah. an advocate in your city, can you still apply to be an advocate? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The more, the merrier. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't sure, like, maybe it's just one person and now you should only help. Um or multiple advocates, approved advocates come together in a team, maybe, I guess. Yeah. Or that too. Yeah. Um, I haven't been met with that um, option quite yet, but I'm hoping so maybe sometime. But again, if you live in Hawaii, we actually really need someone in Hawaii, like badly. So <laughs> that would be in California. We need more advocates in California. So if you're I don't know anybody in Hawaii, but there are a lot of people in California. Yeah. So <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on, California. And I also wanted to mention with recipients, you do not have to have a washer and dryer. So in case that was a a concern that, oh, um, I really do need these diapers, but I don't have a washer and dryer. Can I still apply? Yes. We can send you a hand washing package. Good to know. Is there any specific type of cloth diapers that chapters are looking for or just the more the merrier? So um, I think it's really the more the merrier. Um, Currently, I have a healthy balance of all different cloth diaper types. Um, I might be running low on inserts, but that is really going to vary heavily from advocate to advocate, depending on just what they have in their inventory. Yeah. And the time of year, because I was thinking my local chapter is really struggling with newborn diapers right now. But she's like, if you had uh, asked me six months ago, I had more newborn right. diapers than I knew what to deal with. So Katie and I from the from Jake's diapers, we had a conversation one day and she was like, I desperately need flat diapers. And then when I actually scheduled her podcast interview, I was like, so what do you need now? And she was like, 
not flats, anything but flats. We're now swimming in flats. These things can be such a a floating change for the support system, right? Different people. I actually don't have any flats. So I retract my statement from before. Everything else I have a healthy balance of, but I don't have flats either. So I could use some flats. But by the time this podcast comes out, you'll probably, maybe you'll have acquired flats. So reach out to Katie, ask her directly, but she'll just take anything as well. Um, Right. (laughs) We do not deny donations. I mean, yeah, if the POL is is ruined, then yeah, probably not. But um, if it's work, if it works, then we will take it. POL, there's not a lot of fixes out there, guys. It just kind of has to get solid. You can can textile recycle it. in some areas. So I think that's like, we've answered kind of all the questions. We've gone through all of these amazing things that the cloth option is doing, that you're doing, how people can get involved, whether they need diapers. Um, If you're looking for Katie directly, she has a great Instagram page where she talks about diapers for the love of fluff underscore. Right. And we have, yep, that's right. For the love of fluff underscore. And then I'm, I'm an admin of the um, cloth diaper haven on Facebook, which is just a general cloth diapering group. It is a kind safe space. So um, we welcome anyone to, to find us there on Facebook as well. We just talk about all the good things about cloth diapering and support one another and help one another. Thank you, Katie, for sharing some information about the cloth option, sharing about your role, your work that you've been doing with it. And I am so proud and so lucky to have gotten to know you over the last couple of years. Your role in the cloth ever community is one that I admire too. And thank you for joining me and sharing. And I hope maybe somebody is inspired through this series to become an advocate for the cloth option option or to maybe start your own diaper bank. If you have a story to share, the Cloth Diaper Podcast wants to hear them. Send me an email at bailey at clothdiaperpodcast.com and we'll get that in motion. Podcasts will be for 2022. Can you believe that it's almost 2022? Anyways, um, no story is too big. No story is too small. And I also want to repeat stories. It's been three or four years. The parents who are listening to the Cloth Diaper Podcast today, some of them are the same, but some of them are new and different parents who are ready and excited to hear what you have to say about your story, diapering. 